I don't think people are scared of actually failing. I think they're scared of the unknown, the unwalked path. Welcome to Unmasking Greatness. This podcast is about unmasking your greatest potential and living a purpose-driven life. If you got value from this episode, you already know. Like, share, and subscribe. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Unmasking Greatness. I'm your host, Chris Kokoris, and today we have an intriguing topic I want to dive into. Now, we've touched on this topic in past episodes, but I want to I want to talk about this in a different uh, perspective, in a different lens, and it's fear. The fear of the unknown versus the fear of failure. You know, it's a subject that touches each of us in a different way, but often dictates the way that we live our life. So I want to dig a little bit deeper into fear and what are we actually scared of? What is it that is holding us back from ultimately making that change? There's something in our lives that we're trying to improve on, which we we always should be improving, but I'm sure there's areas in your life currently that you would like to make some sort of change in, whether it's in your health, whether it's possibly, you know, relationship choices, um, spiritual choices, business, you know, work, uh, all of these places in your life that you don't feel very aligned with and is something that you want to improve on, you want to make a change. But what is that thing that's holding you back from making that change? What is holding you back from taking that that step in, in the direction of a different life? And it's, I don't think people are scared of actually failing. I think they're scared of the unknown, the unwalked path. What is going to be the result of me doing this? Because as humans, I think we like to do what's convenient. That's what comforts us. It's, our, it's, our, um, it's basically where we keep our security, right? We're safe. And uh, I think I was actually listening to Ed Milet one day talking about uh, imagine, you know, living in this huge mansion, you know, 20, 30 rooms, massive, massive, but you only lived in one room for the majority of, for your, for your whole life. You know, you stayed in one room, you knew every corner, every inch, every square tile in that room, but there's 20, 30 other rooms in this mansion that you have. And why are we not opening the door to go venture out and search the rest of this mansion? Well, because we get food in that little room, we have light, we have, you know, entertainment, (laughs) we have everything we need in that room. So, you know, why would we want to explore out? And I think that is what holds us back is the unknown. It is not knowing what's out there. Maybe the grass is not greener on the other side, or is it, you know, that's debatable. So, not knowing what is in the future is what holds us back. But now, <clears throat> talking about that, I think it's important to acknowledge that failure in itself isn't something most of us are inherently afraid of. You know, failure is often seen as a stepping stone to success. I almost think it's a prerequisite to success. Failing, I mean, think about all the, you know, f- you know, fav- I say famous, but, you know, memorable inventors, you know, uh, Benjamin Franklin and and all these. I mean, imagine Einstein, how many times they've failed and failed and failed, but they never gave up. 
They had a bigger mission. They had something that they were trying to prove. But imagine if, if failure wasn't, if, you, if people just failed one time and just stopped, well, a lot of the things we have today, we wouldn't have. It would just be like tossed in the trash. And I think failing is, is part of learning, right? It's, it, you shouldn't just shoot your hopes and dreams down because it didn't work out first try, right? I don't think anything in life works that way. Like we don't go to the gym one day and get in shape. We don't meet, you know, the, the one very uh, first individual and fall in love and get married, right? We don't uh, start a business and everything just skyrockets and we have millions in the bank account. Like none, that's, that's fairy tale, you know, that, that doesn't happen. And I think when you acknowledge that and understand, okay, I got to put in some work. I got to, I got to do what's necessary to get me the results that I want then that's going to start to unfold the path that you need to walk. So, you know, personal growth comes from putting yourself in challenging positions. You know, we talk about this all the time. You know, when you you start with something small and you can start to have uh, stepping stones, there's layers of what you can handle and what you can conquer. And it's starting just with one step and then you go to the next one and the next one. There's levels to this game and, and life is a game. You know, and you should play it to win. You shouldn't play it just to survive. That would, that'd be horrible, right? You're constantly just like, you know, think of Pac-Man, right? You remember that little game with little, the yellow guy and he's supposed to eat all the little pills, right? Imagine just like not trying to eat the pills, but just trying to, you know, stay away from those ghosts. You're just constantly running, running. I mean, dude, that's a, that would give me anxiety outside of let's be strategic Let's see, how are we going to get all these pills so we can go to the next level, you know? And, and that in itself is, uh, I think that's a, a great analogy for life, you know? You need to be strategic in, in what you're trying to obtain. And um, most people are, are, you know, more scared of actually, you know, embarrassment, you know, disappointment, what others are going to be thinking about them. What are others going to actually say about them if they don't follow through? if they don't accomplish what they said they're going to accomplish, you know, it's the others. And unfortunately I feel like humans are hardwired that way. That's not something, you know, people can tell you, Oh, don't worry about what anybody thinks about you. Uh, well, I mean, to some extent, uh, you can, I think do that, but you know, at the same time we, we care, <laughs> you know, let's be honest with ourselves. We do care what other people think and more so those we don't want to disappoint. Now, and this is where there's kind of like, you know, two ends of the spectrum with this. Uh, but I think when you have people that you're trying to, you know, prove right or prove wrong, uh, you don't want to disappoint them. So that's where there's some hesitation. So, you know, in, in my field of work, we get on calls all the time with individuals that want to change their life. They want to get healthy. They want to, um, you know, start exercising, eat, eat better foods, have a better quality life. Uh, and all of that. So as we start to have these conversations, you know, we do a little bit of digging and it always comes down to like, are you, are you ready to make a change? Are you ready to commit to moving forward and actually changing where your current spot is? And some, sometimes people are, and sometimes they're not. And it's, uh, it's interesting because I had a conversation at the barbershop and, you know, we were talking and, he goes, Chris, I want to, I want to ask you a question, you know, out of all the people that you guys sign up and get into your program, 
who's the hardest to coach? Like who's the like, who's the ones you probably don't even want in the program? Like they're that hard, you know, is it, is it guys? Is it girls? Is it ones that have experience? Is it ones that have zero experience? Like who is it? And uh, that was, that was a hard question for me to answer. Actually, I was kind of was sitting there and I was thinking, I was like, Hmm, that's a, that's an interesting question to ask me. And, um, in a matter of like a minute, I was like, you know what, dude, I I can tell you right now who's the, the hardest people to coach. And, uh, he goes, well, so what, what's the answer? (laughs) And I was like, the ones that I have to really convince to get into my program, the ones that I pressure into my program. And I've done that in the past. And that's why I don't do that anymore. We don't pressure people in the program because we know that for someone to make change, they have to be ready and willing to change. If you're not ready and willing to put in the work, it doesn't matter who your coach is. It doesn't matter what program you have. None of that matters. You have to be ready to change. And a lot of that comes with the fact of your pain, your pain threshold. What, what is your pain threshold? You know, I have, I'm not going to say who (laughs) with this one, but I had somebody come to me and say, Hey, like, I really got to get this weight off. My clothes aren't fitting me anymore. Like, it's just, it's, it's getting ridiculous. Like I have to drop this weight. I'm like, okay, so what are you doing? Well, I just, I got to get in the gym and keep in mind, this person has been saying this for a really long time, like months, probably over a year (laughs) and nothing and hasn't been going. And, uh, I was like, Okay, well, does it bother you that you're gaining weight? Yeah. Does it bother you that your clothes aren't fitting anymore? Well, yeah, yeah. It's like, how bad is it bothering you? Oh, it's real bad. And I I looked at him and I said, I don't think it's bad enough. I don't think you're in enough pain to be ready to change. And until you get there, that's when you're going to be ready to make that leap and take that step. Where's your threshold? You know, because again, like I can give people the perfect plan, the perfect program, the perfect nutrition, you know, to get them to where they want. But if you're not willing and ready, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's what's going to hold you back. And I think what's going to help some of you, if you are that person, if you are like, maybe Chris is right. Maybe I haven't hit my pain threshold yet, which is why I am not changing or doing the things I'm supposed to be doing to reach my goals. Well, this will help you. Let's let's paint a picture five years, 10 years from now. Let's really sit down and draw it out. What is my life going to look like if I continue doing what I'm doing, right? If I don't change anything, what is my life going to look like? And you know, when it comes to the health and fitness field, doing the same thing does not yield the same results. It actually gets worse right? I never seen somebody overeat and just maintain weight. They continue to gain weight to where they're overweight and then become obese and then have, you know, health diseases that get to, you know, luggage behind them through this process. And so if you can start to paint that picture and say, geez, like I only have 10, 20 pounds to lose right now, but in probably like five, 10 years, that could be like 40, 50 pounds. And then the quality of life, the way that you look at yourself, the way that you feel around your significant other. I mean, all of these, like you really want to draw out that picture because when you start to envision yourself at that time frame, 
that should be scary enough. And that's the unknown. That is what's going to actually help you drive yourself to go into the right direction. You know, I had a, another conversation with a, with a guy um, that I used to coach, you know, a long time ago. And um, he, you know, fell off the wagon. You know, we obviously we stopped coaching a couple years back. And um, I've been keeping up with him, trying to get him like back motivated. A couple things happened in his life. But the point is, he is significantly overweight. Um, so much so where there's like a lot of health um, complications coming into play. Um, at one point, he almost lost his vision. You know, diabetes can can do that as well. And uh, he's like, I'm in a financial crunch. You know, I, I can't afford you, which is, you know, understandable. And I'm barely scratching by. You know, and, and I don't want to get into the finance part. That that's uh, that's a, another topic in itself. But I think what's more important is I was like, listen, man. I was like, I get it. You know, money's tight. What can you do for free? Let's draw that picture. You can definitely count your steps. You can go out and walk every single day. You could do calisthenics, right? Push ups, sit ups. You can do some body weight squats. You know, plyometrics. You know, if if you're capable of doing that. Um, choices of food. What are you consuming? What are you keeping in your household? You know, none of these things cost any extra money, but you still aren't doing it. Again, where, where is your pain threshold? You know, where is it when you're ready to actually take that leap of faith and say, okay, I'm, I'm tired of this. I've had enough. And, um, you know, I heard a, a good example today by, uh, Alex Ramosi, and he was talking about, you guys hear the, the phrase of you can, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink. And he goes, I beg to differ. He goes, I think if you starve it, malnourish it, and just leave it there long enough, I can promise that horse will drink. Mm. Mm. I was like, okay, I see where you're going with this. And that's where, you know, a lot of my thoughts on this this show specifically started to you know come from was because I think for people to want to change, you you have to you have to be in a, a tough spot, right? Why do why do people get divorced? Because it's gotten so bad. I mean, people don't just get divorced because it's like we had an argument. Oh dang, you know, had a bad fight last night. Let's just go to the courthouse and, and sign this thing off. You know, no, it's, it's happened over time, could be years, right? Of just pain, suffering, arguments, fighting. Eventually that pain gets so bad where you're like, enough is enough, you know? And, and that's area, areas of your life. Again, health, relationship. Let's talk business. You, maybe you're an employee. Your employers don't care about you. You know, they cut your pay. They overwork you, you know, like whatever, whatever condition you are. At what point are you going to say enough is enough? Because it's free will. You know, working, having a job is not prison. You're not locked in. I used to say that all the time back when I used to run the restaurant when people would work there. They'd hate, I hate washing dishes. I hate cooking in front of this hot grill. I hate blah, blah, blah. I don't want to do this anymore. Great, don't do it. Wow, I just solved all your problems right there. Don't do it. Leave. What do you have to lose? You, you, you're making minimum wage. What do you really have to lose? Nothing. The ones that have nothing to lose are the ones that are most powerful because you can make that leap. You have, you have nothing 
to fear of because your life will not change. You know, go down the street, get a different job. Well, so what? It'll pay the same. Now, when you start to have, you know, bigger things to carry, you know, maybe you're making, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. Maybe you have a standard that you uphold that your business, the title, whatever it is. Now that that becomes a little bit more difficult to make a, a, a change like that. But again, start painting that picture like I was talking about to start to see like, okay, is this outcome going to outweigh where I am right now? You know, can I see this working? And, um, you know, the, the fear of failing and the fear of unknown, they're, they're closely connected. They are different, but they're, they're connected because, you know, I can tell you, I had this problem or I don't want to say problem. I, I had a, um, experience where, you know, both failure and the unknown intersected, you know, per se, you know, and that was, that was when I decided to actually start my business. You know, I had, um, you know, I had fears of what my life would look like if I actually failed, you know? So keep in mind when I, when I started, you know, my online, uh, coaching business hybrid, I was doing personal training as well. It was back in 2020, um, which wasn't that long ago. I left uh, a steady paying job. You know, I knew how much I was making every single month, whether I showed up or not. Of course I showed up. Right. Um, but, uh, I, I worked a ton, but I was leaving that because that was not my purpose. Um, and also I wasn't, I wasn't happy. I wasn't, um, I knew if I stayed there again, painting that picture of what my life would look like down the road, I, I don't think I would have had a, a quality life. Um, for a lot of reasons, you know, especially that was a rest, I was in the restaurant business to, to kind of give some context, um, I missed a lot of birthdays, a lot of weddings, a lot of events. Um, weekends was definitely out of the picture. I was taking one vacation um, a year, uh, maybe. And that's, you know, I say maybe because if uh, employees are sick, if they quit, uh, that could cancel that too. So quality of life was was not really there. Financially, I, I was making, you know, I was making okay money. But uh quality of life was, was gone. So that's when I decided I was like, okay, I got to make a, a decision here. You know, do I stay here knowing my life will just continue on this way? Or do I take a chance down the unknown path? And, uh, you know, there was a lot of doubt, you know, um, more doubt on, and, and, and respectfully more doubt in my family on my decision than me. Uh, sure. Was I scared? Was I a little unsure? Yeah. But for them, they've seen me going down the personal training path before. And I mean, if, if you're a personal trainer out there and you just do personal training, like it's a struggle, it's, it's tough. Um, you're trading time for money. Uh, people don't show up, you don't get paid. Uh, you know, you have to align, find a way to align your schedule with, you know, 10, 20, 30 clients schedules. I mean, it's anyways, the point is I can understand why somebody would think that it would be, you know, difficult to venture and try to make a living off of something like this. But again, I, I had a vision. I was like, I'm going to do whatever it takes, you know, uh, not what's just required. I am going to go above and beyond and, and do whatever it takes. 
And um, it's funny because I was actually talking to another local coach around here and I, I told her because she's just starting as well. And I was like, let me tell you something. Here's some advice for you. If anybody ever tells you you work too much, don't listen to them. I was like, if it aligns with what you do, if you love what you're doing, you work. You work as much as you want to because it's not for them to say what you should do with your life. You know, the society has crafted us in a way of we should do 40 hours a week. Anything more is overtime. That doesn't work in the entrepreneurship world. 40 hours should be the bare minimum that you're doing. Bare minimum. You know, I was doing 80 plus hours a week with no regrets, hungry, because I was, my fear came from not creating the life that I wanted, right? At showing and proving, you know, that others were right, that I couldn't do this. That's where my hunger came from. That's where my fire inside came from was actually, I wanted to prove everybody wrong, you know? And some people can say that's not the best fuel, but it, it was it was the fuel for me initially. Prove people wrong and make sure that I could provide for my family because I, I already had, my son was already born. I was married. I was living on my own. I had bills. Leaving that steady paying job put a lot of pressure on me to be able to make this change. And I had no, <laughs> I had no idea what I was going to do. Um, I, I mean, I knew that I was going to continue online coaching. I was going to personal training, how I was going to get clients, how I was going to make money. That was still, um, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure how I was going to do that, but uh, I started doing tons of research, watched tons of um, YouTube videos when it comes to personal training, coming to sales, how to close deals, um, eventually leading into hiring a mentor and coaching me. So I, I stayed hungry and I constantly searched. You know, I was always solution driven. And that's a trait that I feel like I've built upon myself where if I don't know something, I know I can find it. I know I can find the answer and you guys can too, because hell, we all got a, a smartphone in our pocket at all times with any answer that you could possibly think of for a question is in there. Do your research, make the effort. I've done that on, how do, how do I do this podcast? I looked it up, <laughs> you know, how do I create an own, my, my online coaching app? Looked it up. You know, how do I, um, how did I edit all my videos with the captions and all that research looked it up, you know, and the second component to actually putting it together goes back to what I was talking about. There's gotta be somebody in your life that you don't want to let down, that you want to prove that you're right, that you want to show that you can do it. You need that person for accountability. And for me, that person is, you know, one, you know, my coaches, I want to, you know, make sure that I'm doing what they're telling me to do and I'm executing, yielding the results that I should be. And then two, I want to prove it to my family, my wife, you know, my son that like your dad's, your dad's not a loser. You know, your husband's not a loser. I don't just sit around watching TV all day, you know, debating on like, you know, what the next snack should be you know, or I don't want to do anything with them. You know, I'm just so tired from working my 40 hours a week. Like, don't be that bum. You know, are you that guy that goes to your kids like school events or soccer games, football games? Do you want it? You want your kid to be like, yo, that's, that's my dad. 
or that's my mom. That's my mom's out there always supporting me. Or like, oh, dang, my mom and dad's sitting in the bleachers. Oh, God, I hope nobody sees them. Do you, what do you want? I could tell you as a parent, we're proud of our kids. And you want them to be proud of you. And it all comes down to how you are living your life. So I'm not calling anybody losers. But what I am saying is make sure that you're living in alignment with what you want. Because those opinions do matter. Okay? So, anyways, this this topic in itself, again, I really wanted to dig deep into, um, you know, the fears. The fears that's holding you back. Okay? Acknowledge that. Okay? Acknowledge what you need to accomplish. Acknowledge where you are right now and where you want to be. Right? If you're where you're at right now and you love it, cool, stay there. But if there's something different, if there's a change that you need to take, it's time to make that change. It's time to start crafting a path to get there. And it might be foggy right now, but it will clear over time. And sometimes, and I don't know if you guys ever heard this, there will be times the old you has to die for the new you to be reborn. I want to say it again. The old you, the old you has to die for the new you to be born. Those, those times going out to the bars, the toxic relationships, the toxic friendships that you have, if you're doing drugs, you know, all of that in your identity needs to die today for you to be the person you want to be tomorrow. Why are people so scared of dying? If you ever ask people, hey, are you scared of dying? Like, yeah, I don't, I'm scared of dying. Why? I can tell you why. Because you don't know what's going to happen afterwards. The ones that are at peace at dying are the ones that are, you know, believe in a higher power, you know, believe in God, believe in, you know, whatever spiritual being that you guys believe in. They are at peace with themselves, knowing that there's something else afterwards. The ones that are scared of dying are the ones that don't know what's going to happen afterwards. It's the unknown. And that's okay. But there is something. There's something that needs to change within you. And it's, it's time to make that change. So, listen, um, you know, the, the fear of failure and the fear of the unknown are, are like two sides of the same coin, okay? They're linked, but they don't have to paralyze us. By shifting our mind and recognizing that the unknown is an essential part of life's journey, we can reduce our fear of failure and embrace the opportunities it presents. Okay, so I know this one got a little bit deep, but I appreciate you guys for coming on and listening. I've been having tons of great feedback on the podcast here recently as well. Um, I actually had a guy, my uh, police officer, if you listen into this, um, uh, Mike, I believe is Mike. <laughs> I hope I didn't say the wrong name. Mike came up to me and he said he listened to the podcast. So shout out to you, Mike. Um, he was in my neighborhood the other day and just kind of stopped by and said, what's up to me? And he was like, dude, I listen to your all's podcast. I was like, dude, you're the man. So I uh, gave my son a sticker, a little sheriff sticker. So hold it down. But anyways, I love it. I uh, appreciate you guys. And again, this podcast is here to help you guys think differently, open up your minds, unmask your greatest potential and um, em embrace the unknown. Embrace the challenges, embrace the pain because that's where the true growth is going to come. So I hope you guys have a good weekend and I'll talk to you later. See y'all.